Greetings and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson. The Lotus Flower Podcast aim is to educate, equip, and empower our listening audience while sharing culturally relevant educational topics. The common name for the lotus flower is the water lily. It has the characteristics of opening in the morning and closing during the night. The lotus flower grows in muddy, murky water and rises through that dark, watery surface into a beautiful pink and white flower. It signifies the strength as it moves from the dark into the light. It also symbolizes inner strength as it shows the determination to come out of difficulties. The very lotus flower is likened to that of our podcast listeners, our podcast stories, and those that have so graciously given their time to come on the podcast as our guests. When they share, fill the atmosphere with positivity and natural fragrance. Just like the lotus flower, many of our guests, many of those that are in our listening audience, have experienced times in their lives that seems as though it's dark, it's murky, and it's just something that you cannot seem to transcend beyond. But we want you to be encouraged today, our podcast audience, that you have inner strength, strength that sometimes is laying dormant, that needs to be shaken up, and it needs to be able to push beyond that superficial surface into a place where you can bloom and blossom and be able to fill the atmosphere with your positive natural fragrance that we know you have. So through this Lotus Flower podcast, it is our very hope that you are encouraged, that you are equipped that you are regenerated and rejuvenated to the degree that you can bloom and blossom and flow and actually be a light to your family, to your very selves, to all that come in contact with you. All because you were actually impacted by the Lotus Flower Podcast. We want you to know that you may listen to the podcast on the following platforms 24 hours a day, seven days a week at your leisure. The Lotus Flower Podcast, it is aired on Spotify, Reason FM, Amazon Music Podcast, Google Podcast, RSS.com, and Wix.com. Wix.com is the platform also that the Emerging Hope Ministries uh, 
website is hosted by. Now today, I would ask that you would give your very, very, very special attention to our guest as we share candidly about a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts as well as we are sure that it is near and dear to those that are listening as well. Our very special guest today is my very own first cousin. Um, her name is Dr. Aileen Dixon. And I called her Dr. Aileen Dixon and she's <laughs> calling me Dr. Aileen Dixon. I'm just speaking into her life. Oh, Lord. However, <laughs> my cousin, she is actually a co-pastor with her husband in their ministry in, in Florida. Once again, her name is Aileen Dixon and she is the ninth child of the late Reverend and Mrs. John T. Heyman of Penny Farms, Florida. She is the wife of Pastor Martin Dixon Sr., the mother of four children, Victoria, Christina, Martin Jr., and Marlon. She is also the blessed grandmother of 11, soon to be 12, Yay. grandchildren, <laughs> loves and adores. Aline is a licensed and ordained minister with a bachelor's degree in psychology from St. Leo University and biblical studies, Truth Bible College and Seminary is where she received that degree. She is also the founder of the God's Princess Girls Club mentoring program for girls five to 18. She's a kindergarten teacher, psalmist, poet, and the writer and director of the hit gospel play, The Time Is Now, the play that will preach. Lord, when I get my rose, a single woman plead to God, and the blood crying from the ground, Black history play that talks about the sacrifice from slavery to freedom. In Elaine's spare time, she enjoys shopping, fishing, writing, and volunteering. One of her number one passions is as being an educator to children, especially with children that have learning disabilities or any type of intellectual disability, cognitive disability, any type of special situation that that child might be experiencing, the Lord has graced Aline to be able to meet those challenges in such a way that she sees a spark and a new life come about in those kids' lives because she is able to actually get right into their world and bring out something that's lying dormant in them so that they can become the young people that they were fashioned to be before the foundation of the world. What a gift. She currently resides in Hollywood, Florida, and is the associate pastor, along with her husband, of the Faith Deliverance Cathedral Ministries in Miami, Florida, where she works faithfully and diligently beside her husband to bring about his vision to past 
past, you hear me, to past those that sometimes are overlooked in the city where they're ministering in an urban area. It's easy sometimes to overlook certain people because they don't fit the part, but they're looking past that one that's not always reached past that one that might be dilapidated or torn down or Mm -hmm. not really included. They're looking past that person's exterior and into your spirit. One Mm -hmm. individual at a time, she says here in her Mm -hmm. bio, we're looking at them one one individual at a time. We're looking at them one family at a time. We're looking at them in such a way that we're equipping and we're building the kingdom of God. And I am once again, so thankful to have my cousin, Pastor Aline Dixon here with me today on the Lotus Flower podcast. And we are going to have a good time. We're going to talk today about women in ministry, the balancing Mm -hmm. act. How do we balance this particular situation that the Lord has <laughs> walked through and us through. Pastor Aline, I want you to speak with us just from your heart and from whatever yes, the Lord has given you to share at this time. Yes, well, first I want to say good morning. And I want to say to you, cousin Pam, I'm so, so, so proud of you and your husband, um, Pastor Curtis, for just this creating this platform. Um, as we were discussing earlier, there, there are many people, there are a plethora of people who are not going to ever enter the doors of a church again That's for right. whatever reason. And I don't, I don't judge that. Um, but I believe that, that what you all are doing is a part of what the scripture says about the gospel being preached to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And we aren't going to physically go everywhere, but, right. the, but technology has made it possible for our voices to go and the word to go through technology. So I applaud you all for what you're doing. Please keep it up because if each one could reach one, somebody had to reach Billy Graham and he reached the masses. So just keep doing what you're doing. I want to encourage you that. Thank you. God be the glory. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. You're quite welcome. Uh, As far as women in ministry, what a topic. Yeah, what a topic. God, uh, when you asked me what did I want to discuss, um, that topic came to my spirit because, as you know, my mother was an entrepreneur. Yes. My mother was the first Black woman in our county to own a daycare. Not only did she own one, she owned three in the same county. Fully functioning, subsidized services. Also, she... um, she had full transportation for all three daycares, fully staffed with the cook, teachers, certified teachers, yes. which is where my teaching career began, right yes. in my mother's daycare. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the trainings just like the rest of her staff did at 15 years old. Oh, my. And, yeah, she was equipping me for my future, and I didn't even realize it. Look at but God. she, in spite of all of that, somehow she was still balancing being a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. She had nine children, mm-hmm. which I am the blessed last one of the nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but nine children, pastor's wife, entrepreneur with three daycare centers. Mm-hmm. And this woman made it all happen. She made it look so easy. 
But behind the scenes, there were a lot of tears. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes, there were a lot of late nights, Mm -hmm. early mornings. Mm -hmm. There were times where she kept people's children without them paying her a dime. And she never complained. Oh, my. Never complained. And to this day, um, they're still thankful. The children that she was keeping at those, uh, they're adults now. Mm -hmm. And they never forgot. Their parents passed on to them what she did. But I said all that to say my mother was the primary example of a woman working ministry and children. She wasn't a minister, if you will, on paper, but she was a minister. She ministered to people. I also remember Dr. Robinson um, when I was about maybe eight or nine years old, Mm -hmm. there was a lady in the community. Her husband had passed away and I remember my mother saying, okay, let's go over to this person's house and we're going to clean up real missionary work. Oh my. I'm not talking about just, you know, missionary packing some food and dropping it off. <laughs> she had, now that I know I'm older and she herself went through this. Now I know what dementia is. She had dementia mm-hmm. and she was stashing food in different places, which caused some different situations. Mm-hmm. And my mom, without worrying about, you know, how she would be affected in any way, mm-hmm. she went in with the old fashioned bleach <laughs> <laughs> and washing powder, washed those dishes. We cleaned that house from front to back. Praise God. <laughs> that's was that that's real ministry. Yes, yes, it my is. My mother made it happened and still yeah. came home yes. cooked dinner mm-hmm. and my and when daddy got home dinner was still done and all her three all three of her daycares were moving like this praise god praise god that's the anointing of god that's what it was. yes ma'am mm-hmm. so she balanced it all mm-hmm. so i said all that to say dr robinson is that first of all we have to realize what real ministry is right 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 what it is to balance being a woman in ministry and balancing real ministry. See, I, I, I sometimes I'm uh, people find the things that I say controversial, but I don't say it in a, in, in, a, in a condescending way or anything like that. I just try to enlighten people that we got to get back to, 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 to the, to the real, real root of the matter. We right. got to get back to where we need to be. Cause we, cause see ministry today, excuse me, has become, popularity thing right right in some areas not judging anyone but it's 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 more like i'm pastor so-and-so i'm minister so-and-so i'm you know it's okay to be that but what's what is the heart of what you're doing Right, right and so as i was saying to you earlier the reason why we're having to juggle so much sometimes because we got a lot of ideas right right right. good ideas but they're not all god ideas Right, right, and right. So when we narrow it down to the God ideas, the things that God wants us to do, the scripture says to whom much is given, much is required. Right. So if if you are multifaceted and multi-talented like you are, and right. and I myself am, we yes. have to pray for wisdom into what season that we are in. Because yes, if you yes, don't yes. have that wisdom, then you'll be all over the place. That's be right. a master of all a jack of all trades, master of none. Master of none. Right, 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 right. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I want to interject that I recall as a little girl when my dad used to bring us down to down to Florida 
and with your your mom Aunt Mamie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all I would watch her as she did the daycare I was just a little girl maybe nine ten years old and I saw yeah. her across the street from the church right there by mm-hmm. you all's house in the yes, daycare it's a beautiful area mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. with the playground right across the yes, street ma'am. and it just seems like something where I would mm-hmm. want it to be when I was a little girl coming mm-hmm. down there and through the summers and all. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I wanted to just give a shout out and, and just some praise to your mom, the late Mamie Heyman, how yes. she, she and your dad, the late Reverend mm-hmm. Jonathan Heyman, put those seats in, in all wow. nine of you. Mm-hmm. And I can attest for as your first cousin that you all are fruitful, mm-hmm. they are fruitful. They have mm-hmm. all ascribed to higher degrees. Many of you all are, are in, in ministry and serving endlessly, have given sacrificial uh, gifts to people. Your kids now are, are yet servants and loving the Lord. Yes, ma'am. So gentle and warm and friendly mm-hmm. and just well-rounded people. The entire mm-hmm. family, they, it's just a wonderful family. The Heyman mm-hmm. family down in the um, Florida area. It's just a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to see. And, and, and so the sacrifice that your mom did and your dad did and that balancing act sometimes. Yes, ma'am. Just going to riot times behind mm-hmm. the scenes. It exactly. was off because God was working behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because he was setting it up. Like you said, when you were a little girl, you didn't know your mom was setting you up for what you were predestined to do. Yes, teaching ma'am. In teaching mm-hmm. and all, well, God already predestined your mom to set it up so that all nine of you guys would be set in such a way, fashioned in mm. such a way that you would be able to serve in this vineyard that we're living through right now. Absolutely. And then, mm. then guess what? It was passed down to your little, mm. your kids. And exactly. now you're passing it down to your grandkids. That That's a remnant because mm-hmm. we all say, well, these people in the, in America, the young people are all going to, to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's not, that's the not true. That's There's right. a remnant of people and God Absolutely. knew that your, that your flock, your mm-hmm. kids, your grandkids, great grandkids, mm-hmm. we're going to be in that remnant, some of them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the remnant that going to, that's going to carry this gospel into this last day that we're walking through. So yes, thank God for the balancing act. Yes, ma'am. All. Now, let's talk a little bit about when we are ba- having this balancing act in ministry. Mm-hmm. There, there's got to be a balance between our personal time and then our time with, with the Lord. Neither mm-hmm. one of those things can be neglected. We've got to have some personal time where we spend time with our mm-hmm. family. We spend time with ourselves, self-care. Yes. Like you told yes. Me earlier, you got your, your tea mm-hmm. with your little pinky in it. Yes, ma'am. Self-care. Yes, I see the tea now. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. we've got to have some time with the Lord, though. So we got to engage yes, him. And yes, so ma'am. how do we do that? How do we balance that? Let's talk a little bit about balancing our personal time and then balancing our time with with the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, Dr. Pam, one thing, the the most important uh, thing that we must do when we're talking about the balancing act, we have to, the number one thing we got to do, we got to put that time with God at the top of our schedule, if you will. I, I sometimes hate that word, but we have to put the, we, we get up and say, give it on to Jesus who's the head of my life. Is he truly the head? Because see, when you're the head, you're first, mm-hmm. you are the supreme. Mm-hmm. And so God has to be the supreme because 
If, if he's not the supreme, then we're going to put all kinds of other things before him. We're going to have all other things on top of him that we shouldn't even be doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, That's why right. it goes back to good ideas and God ideas. That's right. So if God is first, if we speak to him on a daily, when I wake up, I say, good morning, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have an intimate, close relationship with him. That's right. And we spend time, but that's got to be supreme. Because see, if you don't, your wheels, your wheels will start uh, 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 turning. Wheels right. will just be moving, 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 moving. I got to, got to, got to, got to. I call it the goddess. We'll right. get the goddess okay. as soon as we get up. The goddess mm-hmm. are going. The God, I got to do this. I got to laundry. I got to do kids. I got to go to work. I got to do it. I got this meeting. I gotta, no, spend that time with God. Mm-hmm. Israel Holton has a beautiful song and it goes away, away from the noise, yeah. along yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. to hear your voice right. to meet with you right. nothing right. else right now matters right so when you're in that private time with god father you said in your word in psalms 32 and 8 that you will instruct me you will teach me right. in the way that i should go and you will guide me with your eye that's right and so in that time god will guide you and tell you okay this you shouldn't do today that's right this and so what i've learned to do like i was telling you earlier we got to make a, a, a simple uh, agenda, if you will. Mm-hmm. But today, this is what I'm going to do here. This is what, and and go by that. Instead of paying all of these externalized extract, it's the extract distractions will come. That's they right. will come. That's right. But you stick to the, the things that God has put in your heart to do. And, number, and, and so spend that time with him. And then you got to have that time for yourself. That's and right. this is going to be my message on the second Sunday. If the Lord should say the same, Pam, I've been guilty of this. You at some time probably been guilty of this. And I guarantee you, every woman, I can guarantee you, as one of the country singers used to sing, <laughs> is guilty, has been or still is guilty of this one thing, mm-hmm. putting everything before ourselves. That's right. We want to make sure the kids are okay. We want to make sure the husband is okay. We want to make sure the church is okay. The job is okay. Everybody pulling on us, pulling on us, pulling. And we're giving out, giving out. And we're not taking any time to refill and refresh. That's right. That's right. That's right. And why is that important to refill and refresh? Dr. Robinson, think about it. Let's get back to my cup of tea. I wish your audience could see my beautiful cup. It's beautiful. You know me and my fashion. Yes, yes. (laughs) She's got a beautiful coffee cup there. It's got bling, bling on it all the way. (laughs) But what I I, I want you to see this cup for a reason, Dr. Robson. Can you see what's on this cup? You see what's a mirror? Yes, ma'am. I got Mm -hmm. a mirror on my cup. And why is the mirror on the cup? The mirror is on the cup because every time I got to look into this mirror and say, you was a bad woman. No, but, (laughs) but I have to look in here and say, slow down, girl. Mm-hmm. Let's let's yeah. not do that today. When That's- I'm looking at myself, because you can be moving and not even realizing how frustrated and stressed mm-hmm. out you are. Yes. But when I'm looking at myself, I'm saying, wait a minute. Mm-mm. No, put that on pause. Uh-huh. I don't need to be doing that. you got to refresh yourself because here's the thing. If you don't refresh yourself, right. somebody out there needs to hear this. You're not going to be any good to the people that you serve. That's you right. are running on fumes. And eventually, like a car, you're going to give out. That's right. You will give out. you got to refresh yourself. Here's what I learned on my way to Cleveland. Yes. I knew this all the time, but it, it, it really, really hit me. When the stewardess 
got the, when they were given the instructions at the beginning. That's right. And this is going to be my message next Sunday, if the Lord say the same, Dr. Pam. She said, and if in the event of an emergency, oh God, I don't want to get anointed on the podcast. But <laughs> get anointed, make it on. <laughs> but Dr. Robinson, she said, if in the event of an emergency, okay. she said, your, your, your oxygen mask mm-hmm. will fall down. Yes. And you put it on yourself first right right and then you assist the person next to you that's right that's right come on now. the reason why we as women a lot of times we're drowning and we're not and we're dying is because we're putting the oxygen mask on the kids and the grandkids and the right. husband <laughs> and the job and we're trying to save everybody else and we're not taking care of ourselves that's we right. missed we won't well, well i didn't go to my ob appointment because johnny had a dentist appointment Right, 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 right. Well, got to get that balancing act first. Make Johnny's appointment. If the, if they say they can't see him, then well, that tooth can wait. But your but your OB appointment can't. That's right. okay. We That's got right. to refresh and refill ourselves because when you take that time and just spend some time alone, quiet down, sort things out in your mind. Then when you go back to your family. Mm-hmm. When you go back to your husband, when mm-hmm. you go back to your job, when you go back to your church, you're refreshed. And you're ready to go again. That's right. That's well said. Well said. And so this area cannot be neglected. It cannot no, ma'am. be neglected. Absolutely and not. I want you to know that this, not this, what Pastor Aline has shared isn't only for ministers. It is not for ministers only. It's for everyone. The yes, word ma'am. of God tells Absolutely. us in Matthew 6 and 33, it says, but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all those things will be added unto you. So we got to be able to spend time, quality time with God on the inside of us so that our outside will actually be able to function. So again, as Pastor Aline spoke so eloquently that she gets up and has that intimate relationship with the Lord, which is that Holy Spirit on the inside of her. There's a song that says something on the inside, working yes. on the outside, brought Amen. about a change in change my life. In my life. So yes. If you're not spending time hiding mm. the word in your heart, yes, getting in before the Lord in his presence, yes, behind ma'am. the closed doors then you cannot expect that God's glory is going to show up on the outside of you. Amen. Amen. It's not. So we must, Mm -hmm. we must make it personal Mm -hmm. before we make it public. There you go. We must make Mm -hmm. it personal before we make it public. It's okay to Mm -hmm. get out there and show your face and be all Mm -hmm. on the podcast. And we're, we're writing blog posts and we're writing books and we're entrepreneurs, dancers, speakers. Mm -hmm. I'm the pastor's Mm -hmm. wife. I'm this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing Mm -hmm. really on the inside. Come on now. Not showing up Mm -hmm. on the outside. Then Mm -hmm. it's all not. Then the balancing act is Mm -hmm. actually off. Yes. Off. yes. And we thank mm-hmm. God that we're going to get this right mm-hmm. before we end this podcast. We're going to mm-hmm. let you know mm-hmm. what it is to be in a balancing act because we all mm-hmm. are there and what it means mm-hmm. to actually get it back in proper alignment. Yes. Yes. Now let's talk next about the balance in marriage, women in marriage and women in ministry. If you're mm-hmm. not married, <laughs> 
I want you to grab a few tips anyway from what we're going mm-hmm. to share. Now, this mm-hmm. is another area that cannot be neglected. Amen. As wives in ministry, mm-hmm. even though there are 101 things on our to-do list under mm-hmm. God, our husband, our number two. Number one is God, and number two is our husband. Mm-hmm. And trust me, trust me, they need us. Men sometimes might act like they can do it all on their own and they don't need us, but our men, mm-hmm. they want us to respect them. They want us, most importantly, to desire intimacy with them on a regular basis, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they, they want us to be able to check in with them and be able to be there for them. Corinthians, first chapter, first, first Corinthians 7 and 4 talks about that each man must love his wife as he himself loves, loves the church and the wife will actually, actually submit to her husband's leading mm-hmm. but how can that wife submit to the husband's leading if there's a imbalance in that marriage because she's always mm. maybe not intentionally doing it but neglecting him because she's got so many responsibilities on that to-do list 101 mm-hmm. things maybe 117 <laughs> million things on that to-do list and my husband is over there so kind and so humble mm-hmm. and sweet but it's being neglected so let's yes, talk ma'am. a little bit about that pastor mm-hmm. about how do we balance that marriage when mm-hmm. we're a woman in ministry or if mm-hmm. you're not a woman in ministry as i said take some nuggets from what we're sharing okay so let me let me let me let me take it to the word of god uh proverbs 14 and 1 says this every wise woman buildeth her house but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands that's right that's right you build your house when you're wise but if you're foolish you can pluck it down with your own hands well how how can i pluck my house down with my hands a by not spending time with God and be not start spending time with your husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, when you are in ministry, whether you are in ministry or not, if you are a woman, your first ministry is not the pulpit. And I know some Christian women don't like to hear that. God gonna come first in my life. I didn't say God didn't come first in your life. I said the pulpit is not your first ministry. Mm-hmm. Your ministry begins in your home. ministering to your husband and to your family because if your ministry doesn't begin there you're ministering to everyone else on the outside you know like some people you know they'll they'll submit to the bishop but they won't submit to their own husband that's twisted right i'm sorry i know that's not a good theologically sound word and all that you know but that's just straight twisted that's just jacked it's jacked up if you will Amen. That's a good Amen. theological word. Jacked up. Amen. <laughs> it's, it's just Amen. straight jacked up. Oh, pastor, what you want? What you say, Bishop? No, honey, your husband over there. Right. Just right. ask you something. And, and I, I don't mean that a man should have a ha- hammer. Be come here, woman. You do what I say. Stay. No, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that at all. Right. Right. But you be the you be the you be the, the, the set the temperature. Women, we do. We set the temperature in our home. That's right. Not the thermometer, because right. see, the thermometer is going to fluctuate. You right. understand? Right. But 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 uh, we set the temperature in our homes, and if if we're so busy, well, I got to get to church, and you have not cooked, really, right? right. Has to need me, and your bed is not made up, right? Am I saying that the woman should be the only one in the house doing the work? No, 
thank God I have the type of husband. Even last night I cooked. He said, babe, don't worry. You go to bed. I'll do the dishes. Mm -hmm. The way you make the balancing act work in being a woman in ministry is that you've got to realize where your ministry really starts. That's right. You take care of your home. You do what you're supposed to do by your husband and your family. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I got things taken care of my home. Now I'm going to go set the communion table up. Now I'm going to go make sure everything is in order for the first Sunday. That, that that's, that's, we're got, we're getting it out of place. It's, it's when things are, when things are out of place, our, our balancing act is not going to go correctly. You ever seen a person that's a juggler? They're not very skilled at juggling and somebody throw another ball or something in there. Yes. See, that's what happens a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We're already trying to juggle enough. And then somebody, they'll come in mm-hmm. on your job and tell you to take a project and you don't have to take it. You just right. take it because it's going to make, as you just said, it's going to make you look good. Your name going to be in the spotlight and they're going to recognize you at the board meeting that they have once a year. They're right. going to say your name. Right. So you're taking on another responsibility that's going to take away from your time with God and from your family. Amen. Amen. There's a, there we go with a good idea and not a God idea. So when you have a family, when you have a husband, you may not even have children. You may just, you may have a husband, but that's your ministry, right? That's your minister. You minister to him. Cause I have found in my own marriage, sometimes my husband, men are strong. He's a very, very strong man. I call him my mahi man. Cause in Hawaiian language, mm-hmm. mahi means strong. That's right. He's, right. he's a very strong man, but Dr. Robinson, even in his strength, he gets weak. Right. He that's he right. gets depleted. You know my husband. He's that that's one. Right. He's yes. that one that that's always giving out, giving, yes. giving, giving, giving out. He's gonna make yes, sure everybody's is. okay. Amen. But when he comes home, he needs to come home not to a nagging woman, right, right, not to somebody that's gonna be plucking the house down with her hands. Your hands could come through your mouth, right, plucking right. down. I'm sorry that I'm just so candid. If you need me to, no, you know, speak I need with you, it. Be very candid. Okay. Because I can pull some big yeah. words out of my hat if I need to. I need to. you but, to be yourself. See, it's a, it's a, thank you, because it's enough of that going on. Yes. Be yourself. <laughs> Deliver yes, how God gave it to you. Thank you for the permission. But 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 Dr. Robinson, when he comes home, he doesn't need to come home to me nagging about every little thing. He needs to come home to a place of peace. Right. Because he has to fight out there. The right. fight shouldn't be in here. Exactly. You understand? That's right. And and when your home is a peaceful place, it makes your your balancing act a little bit more easier. Okay, Lord, I can juggle being a a preacher. I can juggle accepting this engagement. I'm accept this one, but I'm not going to accept that one. That's right. We got to know when to say no. That helps with 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 being married, because if your husband wants to go out on a date, but you've accepted the engagement in California that wasn't God ordained, it was right. just a good idea. Because, again, oh, Bishop so-and-so going to be there. He might notice me and I have one of my cars and I can give him one. No, Bishop, right. Bishop so-and-so isn't paying your light bill. You understand? Exactly. That's right. That's right. So that that is excellent. And I want to just encourage those that are not married once again to grab tips away from this. Okay, because God could be preparing you for yes, man. marriage. So do not just dis- discount this message if you aren't married. God has something nuggets here for those that are unmarried as well. So I want you all to know, ladies, that we've got to take responsibility and make sure that our husbands are respected and taken care of. Right. Even 
even if we've got to empty our whole, whole schedule off, just like I heard Pastor Eileen saying, empty that schedule off and put that husband first. We've got to do that. We thank and praise God that we know that God can show up and has shown up in the balancing act. Yet and still, we've got to invite him in to the balance. Yes, ma'am. We do this by humbling ourselves. Humble mm -hmm. yourself. When you humble yourself, that doesn't mean like Pastor Aline said, that you have a man that's going to be like saying, come here and I'm so dogmatic and I own you. And right, right. No, he'll be loving. No, he'll exactly. be kind. He'll be respectable. And so you humble yourself before your husband and before the Lord first and foremost. And then the balancing act will actually begin to smooth out. It That's won't right. be perfect because nothing is perfect here mm -hmm. on this earth, but it will be able to smooth out and you'll have a peaceful home as Pastor Aline has said. Now mm -hmm. let's move on and talk about the area of children. If you have children, that's the no whole nother balancing act. If you yes. have grandchildren and you are in ministry, mm -hmm. that's a whole nother balancing act. Now, God has given us a special love for our kids mm -hmm. and our grandkids and our fictive kids. He has. He's called us to love on them to the point where sometimes it seems like we love them beyond what we can even do ourselves. It's just mm. like we just take little, the little that we have, and we make it into much because of our love for those kids. Sometimes we'll go without just because of our love for the kids. Now, mm. let's talk about this, Pastor Eileen, a little bit about children and balancing them as mm -hmm. we're women in ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Robinson, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you included this, this subject because looking back in retrospect, uh, I, God knows I, I loved my children and to still do to, to this day, you just have to parent from a different standpoint as they get older. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you can't say, oh, this is what you better do you know, as they start getting older. But I remember looking back in retrospect, if there's some things that I could do differently, I would. I would now that I'm older and now that I know better, now that, you know, I, I know I wanted to admit this as you were um, uh, uh, moving on. Okay. I, I, I will so that I can help somebody. And young in ministry, I didn't know a lot of things that I didn't understand okay. and that I didn't do right. Mm -hmm. when it came down to my husband and my children it wasn't and I heard you say this it wasn't intentional like okay. I'm sure a lot of the women that may hear me today I thought that I was doing the right thing by accepting every engagement that came my way and I particularly remember one instant that I had to sing somewhere and and and, and my son was doing his final concert on the drums and I went to there instead of being with him. And he came home with his trophy. But my heart was broken because I should have been there. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. I got forever to sing. But you have one chance to raise those children. Right. The soccer games are important. Mm -hmm. the, the PTA meetings are important. Mm -hmm. they, your children need you. They, yes, they don't only need to see you praying and, and fasting. But they need to see you sitting beside them doing their homework. They don't need to be eating dinner in the car. We feel, you know, yes, those times are going to come, but it shouldn't be their all. That shouldn't be their constant life. Mm -hmm. 
that they always see you on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. No, settle down and spend some time with them doing the little things. They just want your attention Uh and they want your love and they need it. A lot of times when they act out, they're acting out because because you are neglecting giving them the attention that they need. But if you just focus, I, I remember one time, this is what I want to be honest and share with the ladies out there. My, when I was, oh God, how, I'm old, how old am I, fam? Um, 50, no, uh, four. I'll be 54 in October. <laughs> I have to ask my, I have to ask my children most of the time how old I am. So do I. But yeah. this, <laughs> this is when I was in my probably late, 20s early maybe 30 years old yes and um I I my ministry was just kind of blowing up I mean people were inviting me to speak everywhere it was like every weekend I had an engagement somewhere and so of course you know I'm on my husband bless his heart he's helping me you know get the kids together and you know with the kids coming home from school we having to go straight to church or you know, I'm a playwright as well. So right. I'm trying to balance doing my plays and which are, you know, take a lot of work to do. My baby's having the, I'm fixing their plates and they eating in the back of our station wagon. Okay. You know, the station wagon becomes the table, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they okay. have some good stories that came out of that. But, and then, and then as the Lord began to increase my ministry, you know, um, people started, you know, knowing who I was or whatever. And so after church, they would, you know, I, okay, I pass it. Can you pray for me? Can you talk to me? And I call it a parking lot prophet. Amen. Um, <laughs> and so my husband would get the kids and, and he's in the car waiting on me. Okay. So finally, one day I had spoken at this huge convention uh-huh. and this lady pulled me to the side. I thank God for her. Her name is Minister Mary Calhoun. I so appreciate God for that lady to this day. Remind, remember, I'm the young woman. Okay. She pulled me to the side. She said, honey, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yes, ma'am. Constructive criticism is good, y'all. Okay. She said, I've been watching you. She said, you are highly anointed of God. She said, and God is going to take your ministry far. She said, you're going to go places that you never thought that you would go. She said, but your first ministry starts in your house. She said, I watch. She said, every time church over, your husband is rounding up the kids and going to the car and you're standing there, people holding you up. She said, she said, and she respectfully told me, she said, I don't ever want to see your husband walk to that car again by yourself. She said, because some of these people that are that are pulling on you, she said, that's tearing up your home and you don't even realize it. My God. Remember I told you the Bible says a wise woman build her house full, pluck it down with her own hands. That's right. That's plucking your home down. I didn't even realize what I was doing. I didn't. Sometimes you, that's why I have this mirror, Pam, because I got to look at my my God. Thank you, Jesus. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. You you can share something, cousin, if you need it to stop. I said, that's a nugget. My listening audience. That is a yes, yeah. Pam, Dr. Robinson, I, I, I didn't realize what I was doing. She said, all of these people that are pulling on you and, and pulling you in every direction. She said, when your home get tore up and I'm just be candid with y'all. She said, when your home gets torn up, some of them same women to be right there to try to take your, <laughs> take your husband, take your husband and That's thank right. God that that didn't happen. But, Amen. but she was, she was shaking me. 
Mm-hmm. And waking me up. No, sweetie, you see those children? That's your responsibility. You see right. that man? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Not all these people that are going to be dead and gone somewhere are going right. on about their life. Right. And that's exactly, I thank God for that lady. After right. she woke me up, I said, and my sisters too. My right. sisters are, right. Adeline, you're being pulled in too many different right. directions. You got to right. slow down. Some of this stuff is not God. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate God now because I started pulling back. Praise God. That's why let's go back to my cup. That's why I got my tea with my pinky out now. <laughs> Praise God. Because I slowed down. And let me admit one more thing too that I um that I did, Pastor Dr. Robinson. Um, I started paying more attention to my children mm-hmm. and their different situations, even after they got older. I see. We can't stop paying attention to them just because they're grown. Are you grown? You 18 going about that's when the needs in their life get even greater. That's right. That's right. They still need you. Mm -hmm. They still need you to parent, but it's just from a different angle. That's right. My my oldest daughter is getting ready to have, she, she has seven children and I don't like to use the word stepchildren, but, but four of them came from uh, what her husband had prior to their marriage and she had three and now they're getting ready to have the eighth child. Praise God. And sometimes she'll call me, mom, I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, mom, what do I do about this? Mm-hmm. She still needs me. That's good. That's good. Your children yeah. still need you. Yes, that's right. They sure do. They sure do. And it never stops. And I thank God that we realize that as women, that they always are going to be an extension of us and Mm -hmm. they do need us. And it's that balancing act of how we fit. How do we fit that in? Allow them to yet be adults and have their own autonomy, but at the same time, be there for them when they do need us. And what that woman told you, the minister told you, that was profound. Mm. Mm, you on a whole nother mm, trajectory yes ma'am it really yes, did ma'am. and you listen mm-hmm. and podcast audience my cousin pastor Aline, mm-hmm. listen and i want to encourage someone out there to know that when someone comes to you with a word that might be one that's con- that is considered more criticism mm. you need to stop and listen Yes, ma'am. And then take heed because that's where wisdom comes in at. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage those older women that are out listening to us speak that do not be afraid to speak into the young women's lives. That's what your responsibility is. Mm -hmm. You've lived the life. You've been Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to share. Don't be intimidated. Mm -hmm. Don't let fear hold you back. From actually doing what thus saith the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. not up to you whether or not they're going to receive it or not. It's up to you to be obedient, to do what God told you to do. Imagine if that minister hadn't told Pastor Mm Aline what she had told her. Mm -hmm. Imagine what would have, what could have happened. It could have, amen. So that Mm -hmm. in itself, as I was saying, Mm -hmm. as you were speaking, that is a nugget, a golden Mm -hmm. nugget that Mm -hmm. someone needs to take Mm -hmm. away from this message today. That is what we call a rhema word, Mm -hmm. a specific word. Mm -hmm. Someone that's listening, that Mm -hmm. if someone's walking up toward you and you don't even know who they are, you've never even seen Mm -hmm. them and don't even know them from Adam, you might say, well, what gives them the authority to speak with me that way? Mm -hmm. Know that 
sometimes it could be God speaking. You'll be able mm-hmm. to discern whether it's God or not. Exactly. So exactly. I thank you for being transparent with us in that, with that particular nugget that you shared, Pastor Aline. That that was profound. Yes, ma'am. And I also yes, ma'am. would like to be a little trans, a uh, little, I want to be um, told a little something too here um, mm-hmm. about the situation when you talk about kids that they're grown and, and they mm-hmm. think how to move on and all of that, you know, um, I know the household that I grew up in years ago with my mom and, and my dad and all. Well, my dad was a firm believer that when you were reached the age of 18, that that meant that you needed to move on and you needed to stand on your own two feet at that time. Now, he was he was profound about going into co- doing something. Don't just go out in the street and just be a vagabond or anything like that. Mm-hmm, when you reach the age of 18, though, that you should be going off to college. He was really, really, really strong in the area of going, having the kids leave home and go off to college or leave Mm. home and get a career or leave home and just get a a job that will sustain you. So he he had, it was nine of us, I believe. And so he felt Mm. that when he, when you reach that age of 18, you were supposed to transition right on off into the world. You know, he was from the old school. If he mm-hmm. was alive right now, he would be in his late 70s. So he was from the old mm-hmm. school and from the South. So had those really traditional values. So that meant that when we when we did reach the age of 18, we, we didn't have a lot of guidance at that point from my dad. He, he felt that he had did his part at that time yeah. and he did it well. He worked, mm-hmm. he took care of you, he took you to church, mm-hmm. he did all what he was supposed to do, truly. Mm-hmm. He felt like it was his time at that point. And so I love what you said, Pastor Aline, because I've done it differently with my own kids. I felt as though when they reached the age of 18 and had moved off that I I purposely stayed in their lives because mm. I was wishing there were times that I could reach out and still have my dad give me all that advice and, and my mom yeah. give me that advice yeah. and be right there. Right. They were there, but not in the way that I needed them to. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. even though I was, you're grown now, so you must have it mm-hmm. all. But no, so I do it differently with my children. Mm-hmm. They still, they still call me. I had one that returned home to live with us still. And then one that has intellectual disabilities that I'm mm-hmm. guardian, that I'll always kind of be connected with her. And mm-hmm. my son lives away, but he's right in the same city. So we actually mm-hmm. look after him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, see what his needs are. And we, mm-hmm. and then my husband extended a family, you know, if they ever need us, his three kids, we're right there for mm-hmm. them. So we kind of do it a little differently. Yeah. And we don't yeah. think that's like, um, slowing their growth down and no, no. So they they cannot be this substantial adult mm-hmm. figure we know that they are extensions of us and they still need us to parent them right that right. in itself it's a balancing act because mm-hmm. mom and dad and those children and all that's the nuclear nucleus family right there mm-hmm. and that brings mm-hmm. peace and peace mm-hmm. if you ask me is is another side of balance and mm-hmm. one needs to be balanced out and so mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing that because it kind of just um, sparked that in me to want, yeah. want to share that as well. We don't have um, to neglect our home, our very first right. home. That's right. If the kids aren't in the home mm-hmm. at that time, we don't neglect the husband and our home. However, we can still reach out and be there for our adult children and mm-hmm. their children as well. It's a beautiful I- thing. 
It is, isn't it, uh, Cousin Aline? It, it is. And if I may interject this, um, Dr. Robinson, hope I can say it without tears. <laughs> but I was just saying, my husband and I both were talking about, I'm, I'm going to be 54 in, in less than, well, I guess in about 32 days or so. But I would give anything, anything in this world that I have, I would give it to sit at my father's feet for five minutes. I told my, my children the other day, I said, enjoy this time that you have with me and your dad. Because once we're gone, our words will still live on, but you will, you, you, it's like when your parents leave your life, it's, it's a void, it's an emptiness. And I'm a grown woman, but sometimes I want to go, mama, how in the world right. did you do this with nine of us? Right. And how, mama, I wish that I could talk to her. So I said that to say we've allowed the world to dictate so much to us right. of how we should do, when we should do. 18 is not a magic number. It is That's not. True. Their brains aren't even fully developed, if truth be told. That's right. You, 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 are, you have a doctoral degree in mental health. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. Amen. All children don't develop the same. And sometimes we set them up for failure because we make them feel like if you haven't done this by 21, you are not, you are a failure. That's right. That is That's not right. so. Their brain may have not have developed. Now, I'm not saying let them sell in your house like a couch potato and don't do nothing with their life. I'm not suggesting right. that at all. But right. I love the picture of what I see with your children. You spend time with your family. You 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 go on family. That's what's making, believe it or not, what you're doing with your kids is making the community strong and is making a world a better place. Amen. I agree with because that. Because you have that focus. That focus because it's, your ministry is starting in your home. And when the world sees how you are... Your 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 family is such an adhesive uh, uh, unit. It, it it will make them gravitate towards you. There's That's a lady right. that comes to our church, and she's and she was our grandson's uh, daycare director. Mm -hmm. And she said, "What attracted me here is when I saw your family." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is is what you're doing with your family, Doctor Robinson, is beautiful. But I, I want to go back to something, if I may, if I may back up a little bit, just for a moment. Yes, I I want to go back to when you were talking about clearing our schedules, right? And this will help with the balancing act with the husband and the children and the church and the workplace, whatever it is that you need to do. Right now, this is not something that I'm telling your podcast audience that I that they have to do. This is how God dealt with my heart. Right. At the beginning of this year, and I, and I don't think I've shared this with anybody other than my husband right. and my children, but right. at the beginning of this year, I was praying and I said, God, I need to know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing at this stage mm -hmm. of my life mm -hmm. because I'm a playwright, mm -hmm. I'm a psalmist, mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. I've got, I, I have all of these different gifts that God has given me. And so I want to make sure that I'm not like that man that buried the gift in the earth. Mm -hmm. People that you see doing a lot, it's not always because they're trying to be seen. They're right. trying to make sure they haven't buried that gift in the earth. That's right. But That's what right. the Lord said to me, can Dr. I, can Robinson. I can I interrupt yes. one time? Because yes, yes, that, that sparked something. I would mm -hmm. like for you to say that again. When um, That makes me chuckle a little bit. You said when people are multi-talented, and God has given them several gifts. That doesn't mean 
that they're out there trying to outdo someone else. No, no, mean. not at all. You're trying no. to just be miss it, but you're mm -hmm. trying to make sure that you have not buried that talent in the exactly. earth. I wanted to make mm -hmm. that clear because you and I, and many of the women that are listening to us today are multi-talented mm -hmm. women. And sometimes mm -hmm. it gets misconstrued when they see you right. so many things mm -hmm. that they sometimes people think that that means you're trying to be seen and show mm -hmm. out in our world over in the black world. We say that they're trying to show out and all of that. But in the other world, mm -hmm. they say that they might be trying to be seen and all of that. But we know. And I know this this adds into the balancing act because you might say, well, mm -hmm. Dr. Robinson, how's that add in the balancing? No, 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 very much so. It's adding mm -hmm. in the balancing act mm -hmm. because we want to be able to utilize the gifts and talents that God has given us. Yet and still, we got to utilize them in such a way that they all balance out, mm -hmm. and we cannot stifle the gift that God has given us because of someone right. else's insecurity. There you go. You cannot. There you go. And all you go. to God be the glory. Yeah. I needed to point that out because that's an yeah. area that some woman out there yeah. needs to hear. Be you. Mm -hmm. You exactly those gifts that God is mm -hmm. giving you. If He's giving you the gift mm -hmm. to be able to write plays and teach, sing the beautiful psalmist, mm -hmm. as my cousin Aline is, she has a beautiful voice. She writes mm -hmm. beautiful, earth-shaking plays. She teaches. Okay. And not only that, she does a lot of other things that she's very humble that she's not telling you about today <laughs> that she does and mm -hmm. does it all well with a beautiful inside spirit. This young lady is just beautiful mm -hmm. all the way around. <laughs> and I've admired her all of my mm -hmm. life. And she's a little bit like four years younger than me. And I've admired <laughs> her, but she has mm -hmm. a balance. Mm -hmm. She does. And she is not out there trying to be seen not she's at all. out there making sure thank you for saying that she's making sure that those talents god has given her are not buried and thank god yes. for you i'm sorry i had to interject that no no problem maybe, maybe take it off of uh, what you were going to say but god no you did not at there all because i know there's a woman yeah. and maybe even a man that needed to hear that so mm -hmm. that they could actually run on and do what it is God mm -hmm. to do. I'm going to release yeah. the light of the day. Yes, God. To be mm -hmm. able to step into mm -hmm. your nowness. Yes, yes, Step yes. on into it. Yeah. Don't be afraid yeah. about what the yeah. naysayers and the haters right. are saying. Right, step right. Step into it and do what yeah. God told you to do. And, yes. And let me, and, and now you sparked something in me and then I'll get back to the, the point. But, okay. but it, when you said about all the different things I do and then, you know, and very humbled by that. And I appreciate you for that. But what people don't even know about me, Dr. Robinson, and I know your platform is, is a huge platform. So I'm, I'm admitting this <laughs> on a huge level. Um, what people don't even know about me because I'm a people person, I'm very introverted and I'm very shy in some ways. I, see. I don't like walking in front of people. I'm saying this to that person that God has given so much to do and they feel and 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 the first time they get a heckler you know a person that's opposing them they draw back right i don't like walking in front of people because i'm i'm very bow-legged and 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 i'm being very candid to help somebody okay and 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 i had to speak in front of a crowd maybe about five or six hundred people one time and I told them, I said, the only way I'll do this is you bring me in through the back and then I'll come up the front. I do not want to walk down the middle. I see. I see. <laughs> but I want to say to somebody uh -huh. out there today, God is calling you to walk straight up the middle. 
You go ahead and be who God called you to be. Stop worrying about your external factors. Stop worrying about, oh, they're going to say, oh, forget what they say. They've been saying since Jesus was here. And guess what? Like I said one time when I was preaching, who is they? They are they. When they tell you what they said, guess what? They are they. Because if they weren't in the room with they, they wouldn't never know what they said. That's right. They. That's right. Amen. Don't, they are they. That's <laughs> so, right. so back to what I was saying when we were putting this all in perspective with the balance and that, Dr. Robinson. That's sometimes right. the things that we should be doing, mm-hmm. because we're worried about what they are saying, we right. won't do. That's right. We won't do because we worry about what they are going to say. But that's it, now right. that's that's feeding into the point that I was going to get to. But when you are multifaceted, multi-talented. Don't dig it and put it in the earth. What you have to do, I asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, if you give me all of these things to do, how is it that I can still keep my, my, my perspective on you, on my family, on my church, on, and, and still do all of these things that you've given to me to do? And you know what he said to me? Because there are seasons. Right, right, right. There are seasons. He said that there's a season that I want you to write, please. Right. There right. are seasons that I want you to teach. There are seasons that I want and you do it according to my leading. And when you move according to the move of God, oh God, and the timing of God, then everything won't get all of disarray. You can still be doing all of these things, but if you do it in the season when God say do it, not trying to do them all at once. Right. You may have two irons in the fire, but that's because the Holy Spirit has said, okay, this iron you have in this fire, this, but I'm going to lead you, Psalms 32 and 8. I'm right. going to direct you, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and all your ways, God, I'm going to acknowledge you, and you said you would direct my path. You that's cannot right. go wrong. That is the key to the balance in that, is that yes. you let God direct yes. your path. But how the le- I, I don't know how much longer you want to go. It's fine with me, but the, one of the main things that I wanted to point out in this year, Ms. Dr. Pan, the beginning of the year, I had a conversation with God because I felt the shift coming in my life. I mm-hmm. felt the transition. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I said, God, I avail myself to you. Right. Whatever right. it is that you think. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Someone needs to hear your depth of your spirit. Yes. And I said, Lord, I don't know what it is that you want at this season of my life, but I don't want to just be doing stuff just to be doing and moving and moving and moving and not being in the, in the vein of where you want me to be. Yes. So Dr. Robinson, God didn't tell me to do this. I did it and he sanctioned it. Mm. I went to every board that I was on and I got off. Amen. Amen. I pulled away from everything. Amen. Because I believe there's a time where you got to make the sacrifice. You have to make the Bible says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Yes. Yes. And so I I called everyone and I said, it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. I said, I still love you. I applaud what you're doing. I will support in every way that I can. But Mm -hmm. at this season of my life, I need to pull back and I got to focus on my husband and my children. Yes. Yes. This is what, this is the place in ministry where I have to be. That's good. And God sanctioned it. And I pulled, I pulled away from everything. Even at work, I pulled away from whatever I was doing. And I said, I wasn't doing any, nothing extra. And and how did that benefit you? And 
can I show you my teacup again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and let's remind the audience the teacup that Beta came in late. That teacup that she's showing me, it is has very, very pretty with a lot of bling. But the focal point is there is an actual mirror on the teacup where mm -hmm. Pastor Aline slows down and she turns that mirror around yes, and she looks at herself in the mirror and says what? When you I look say, at girl, you're a bad woman. Mm -hmm. And then I say, but this, uh-uh, you got to slow down with that. You got to obey God. I have conversations with mm -hmm. myself. Okay. But this teacup, Dr. Pan, Dr. Pan, it also represents a place of peace for me. Okay. Okay. Now I get to sit down and have my tea. Mm -hmm. Not this kind of tea that the world talks about, because that means you you gossiping. I'm not that. I am not. <laughs> right. But right. I get to I get to actually sit down in a quiet place on my porch. This I call my little sanctuary, right. and have my quiet time. My brain isn't running a thousand miles a minute. I got to do my lesson plan. Because what I was getting ready to share with the, the audience mm -hmm. in April of of this year, my life totally changed see y'all sometimes god is trying to slow you down because he know what's ahead job said he knows the way that i take yeah you got to totally submit and surrender your will and your life to god because god sees what's ahead of you yes. and he was preparing me for what was ahead when i cleared my so-called schedule that's right when i just let everything so go and in april mm -hmm. my son whom I love, my husband and I love so dearly. Mm -hmm. We were on our way to our only uncle's funeral, mm -hmm. who I had a very close relationship with. Mm -hmm. And on my way to the funeral, our son was hit. Mm -hmm. I won't go into all of the details, but he was hit by a CSX train, a freight train. Oh my. And he lost his arm. Oh my. It didn't matter, y'all, if I had a doctoral degree. Nothing's wrong with that. Right. God bless you. And, and, and I'm eventually going to get there, Dr. Robson. That's why God had you to say that you're about the fifth person that's spoken that over my life. Yes, and I, I know it'll come to pass. Listen, but, it's but with me all the way. <laughs> but, but, on, but that didn't, all of my degrees didn't matter. Mm -hmm. All of the people that I had spoken for that that woman pulled me back and say, you need to slow down from mm -hmm. all of the accomplishments that I had made. Mm -hmm. Being on TBN didn't matter. I'd been on TBN twice. Amen. But that didn't matter at that moment. At that moment, I stood there and looked at my baby that came from my womb on life support. Oh, my. The very first day, I could not go. Oh, my. I'm still talking about the balance in that, y'all. I see. Because of this is COVID times. When they, when, we, when they finally said that we can go, it happened at 3 in the morning, and we could not see him until 10 o'clock. Oh, and my man. husband, yes. So we finally, the, the police officer called and said, you all can go see him now. You see. Uh -huh. And so when we got to the hospital, the intake clerk said, I'm sorry, but only one of you can go. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Oh, my. That and so my husband painful. looked at me. It was. It was very painful. My husband looked at me and he said, baby, you can go because he knows my heart is a mother. I see. I said, no, honey, you're the priest of this home. You go. I see. Praise God. Can you go pray for our baby? Yes. You go lay your hands on him? Yes. I'm Amen. sorry. Amen. That's okay. And he okay. went up and he laid his hands on him. And the next day I was able to go. Mm -hmm. And even though I was looking at death mm -hmm. over my son, mm -hmm. 
I said, Father, you made me a promise about my child. Yes. Before he was even born. Yes. And I said, God, I'm looking for you to fulfill your promise to me. Yes. I know what it looks like, but I can't look at what it looks like. Yes. And I'm saying to somebody out there, don't look at what it looks like. I know we're talking about the balancing act, but I feel that I need to say to you, don't look at what it looks like. That's right. That's right. And on the third day, my husband went back because I couldn't go. Whichever one couldn't go, we stayed down in the car and prayed. Right, right, right. So he called me. He FaceTimed me. He said, I said, I said, I said, baby, how's Martin? He said, you want to talk to him? I said, one of what? Okay. He said, do you want to talk to him? Okay, said, Martin, don't tell me he's talking. He oh. said, baby, he's up here cracking jokes, saying he wants some peanut butter and jelly or something. Oh, right. Look at God. My, my, God my. God worked a miracle. Yes, he did. And I looked at my yeah. child and I said, God, forgive me for all the times that I was just so busy trying to make sure that I was doing your will, but I'm running around and doing some things that I didn't even need to be doing. Amen. Amen. And from that moment, mm-hmm. from that moment, mm-hmm. I, I slowed down even more. I had already done the whole clearing of the schedule because God saw what was ahead. Yes, beautiful. But from that moment, Dr. Robinson, mm-hmm. I let go totally. Amen. Of Amen. my will. And my life, and I said, Father, my life is in your hands. Praise God. That's how, that is the final answer of how you balance the balancing act. Praise God. You said, Father, my life is in your hands. That's right. And don't look at the situation as it is. I love that when you share it. Do not look at it how it looks. It's not always how it appears. It's not, and I thank God that you were able to see beyond the superficial part of how your son was laying there and on life support. God took you past the superficial exterior into the spirit realm, and He yes. saw you as a mother whose heart was broken and hurting, but he saw you standing there pulling on that that word that he gave you before he was even born. When you was carrying him in your stomach, God pulled mm-hmm. that word out and showed it to you and you stood on that. Yes, ma'am. And I thank God that you shared that with a mother, with a father, with a son, with somebody that went through that or somebody that's going to mm-hmm. go through that. That mm-hmm. is going to be so encouraged by your word because they want to quit. They mm-hmm. don't want to do what you did. They want to give in because the spirit is, isn't as strong as yours is. Mm-hmm. But thank God that you have revealed such a nugget to someone that's listening that they're going to be able to pick up from where they are right now. Yes. I'm believing, and yes. they're going to be able to call things that be no, not as, as though, though they, they were. were. Yes, because mm-hmm. of your sharing from your heart, Pastor Aline, thank you. And tears are good. Mm-hmm. Tears are the reservoir to the soul. Never be afraid to share those and to shed those because they're beautiful. It's a beautiful release. And somebody needs to hear somebody mm-hmm. that's genuine, that's in ministry. My mm-hmm. cousin, Aline Dixon, she is genuine. She's not afraid to be transparent Mm-mm. and mm-hmm. also to share in such a way that it might be a little controversial. It may not mm-hmm. be theologically sound and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be because she's mm-hmm. sharing 
from the depths of her spirit, what God has given her. And I thank God for, for the gift that you've allowed us to see in your ability to be transparent with this podcast audience. Now, before we do close, I do want to end with this part of the balancing act and it's Mm -hmm. profound. I want us to talk a little bit about as women in ministry, sometimes I have found in, in my own life that I haven't been as received by my male counterparts mm-hmm. as some of the other men have have been now this isn't to be judgmental of no, anyone no, no. Go ahead. because mm-hmm. we just want to speak the truth we want to yes. speak the truth where the truth lies and god will grace us to speak in such a way that no mm-hmm. one is going to feel as though they're being judged or or talked about or anything because that is not what this is about this is about mm-hmm. And giving life. But I've got to tell you, there have been some venues that I've been in as a woman minister that mm-hmm. I've been overlooked because I mm-hmm. was a woman, just because I was a woman. And mm-hmm. all now I don't believe it's scripturally sound to say that a woman cannot be in ministry and a woman cannot speak in the church and she mm-hmm. cannot lead, mm-hmm. even leading men and mm-hmm. all. I I know that there's a scripture in the Bible that people have misconstrued for years right my Mm -hmm. husband to actually explain that to me he explained Mm -hmm. it to me that god wasn't saying that and we'll have to find that passage but god wasn't saying that the woman had to sit up up right of the the, it was like the way the church was set up back then some of those churches Mm -hmm. that the men would sit on the downstairs on the platform Mm -hmm. they didn't have the women and black people Mm -hmm. sitting way back there in the back or upstairs Mm -hmm. above everyone well he wasn't saying that the women had to be quiet and sit up high and put hats Mm -hmm. over their heads and all of that Mm -hmm. he was saying that there was a time appointed for them to speak and for Mm -hmm. them to lead and all right. look in the, the Bible at Esther. Esther mm-hmm. was a, a prophetess, and she was one of the greatest leaders of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And even though we didn't give titles back then to the women, look at Mary, Mary and her mm-hmm. sister Martha. Look at some of those women, the first ones leading, yes. that were first leading women in the to Bible. Take the message, so, right? You know, I know that um, mm-hmm. those that are listening are can identify with this that they probably have felt as though you know you and your husband both are in ministry together and you go and you go to certain vineyards in the ministry and they will call your husband and they will look right past you as if mm-hmm. you're just a piece of the furniture and mm-hmm. not even acknowledge your mm-hmm. gift at all and mm-hmm. at that time you might feel like man I'm here as well what do I do but I'll tell you mm-hmm. what I've done. I just sat, I would just sit there and smile and just be who I am. I don't always have to be called on, acknowledged. God has already validated my gift. He's already right. called me to ministry and he's actually ordained me into ministry. I'm saying mm-hmm. this to encourage another woman that's listening. So mm-hmm. sit there and be quiet. And don't even say a word and be Mm. as humble as you can and respectable. And if you go into flesh, that's what the devil wants you to do. Meaning he wants you to be upset. He wants you to feel like you've been overlooked. The enemy wants you to feel downtrodden and all. Mm -hmm. But you got to be strong because God can be dealing with the area of weakness for you at that time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I thank God that I'm able to share this 
Yeah. Because I know that there's nothing new under the sun and that God hadn't given me that mm -hmm. experience just for me. So uh, I'm going to yeah. ask my cousin, Pastor Aline, if you <laughs> experienced that and oh, if yeah. you have, you can share a little bit on it and what mm -hmm. you've done in those situations. Well, I, I sure by all means in that scripture that you wanted was first Timothy uh, two and 12, but um, two and 12, mm -hmm, that's the one you're referring to. But yes, I, I remember specifically when God called you to, to, to pass, to uh, preach and yeah. you called me, I was sitting downstairs, um, just leaving work and I was doing my deflect reflect time. You know, that time that you spend an hour in the car before you can go in the house. That's You're looking right. at the house, but you're tired <laughs> to go in. <laughs> right. I don't know if y'all do that in Michigan, but here in Florida, that's what, that's what I do. I sit <laughs> in the car and just look at the house and say, house, I'm going to eventually get there. And it's an hour later, but anyway, right. so right. I was in my deflect reflect time and you called and you said, cousin Aline, how do you deal with people not receiving you in ministry? I remember that conversation. Amen. I, you might not remember, but I remember very well because God was dealing with you at the time. That's right. Num number one, my <laughs> father used to say it like this. He said this when my sister Janice was called to ministry. She was the first one female in the uh, family that oh, yes. accepted the call to preach. Daddy said, well, I can't tell you that God called nobody but me. Amen. He said, he said, if God called you, you better answer. <laughs> Amen. So <laughs> when I run across people with those, with those, with the, those beliefs or attitudes, feelings, whatever, what have you, whatever you might want to call them, Pam, I mm -hmm. do exactly what you say you did. I just, I, I'm sorry, I'm very candid. I just chill because you know why? I know who I am. Amen. And the, Paul, the apostle Paul said, I know who I am and I know in whom I believe. If I had it my way, this, this, well, the old me, if, if I would have had it my way when God first called me to do this, first of all, this wasn't even in my plan. So let's not get that twisted. Okay. Yes. I was supposed to be somewhere on me, a yacht with just a, a big fashion show going on. Okay. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> so we didn't even got to argue about, you know, you a woman and you supposed to be somewhere cute. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. If I had it my way, I would be Liz Taylor Christian style. All right. Just somewhere being cute. That's all. I didn't need all of this because it's a lot that comes along with this. See, people want this power and position and they want to be girl by. You don't even know what you asking for. OK, <laughs> right, right, so right. you better know that God called you to do this. That's so when right. people come to me with that foolishness, you a woman. Yes. I know. I, yes, I understand that. But this is not something that I raised my hand and said, come pick me, Lord, pick me, pick me. No, right, no, no, right, no. Right. This was not. But when you know that God has called you. And when you know that your heart is into what you're doing for him, you let them think what they want to think, say what they want. You don't want me to sit in your pulpit? Fine. I'll sit in the pulpit. Guess what? That don't change the call on my life. That's right. It doesn't take away from the anointing. That's I will sit on your front row and say, amen. I'll sit in your middle row and cheer my husband on or whoever else you got up there. But one thing about my husband, he's not going to let people receive him and don't receive him. That's right. He won't do it. That's he right. will do it, but and but how, but, and how but, does he do that? How does he not? How does he not allow that? What does he? What does he do to to express that? Okay, this is my wife. She's actually in ministry as well. How does he do that in such a way that it doesn't become offensive or draw attention? No, to that well, area? right. Well, we to, to be honest with you, we haven't accounted that a whole lot 
but mm-hmm. I will voluntarily see some things you got to do for the sake of peace. I see. You don't have to prove like this one lady, I was emceeing a program and I accidentally called her sister and she went, evangelist, evangelist. I was like, oh, Lord, am I going to have to have a casting out service here? (laughs) She was so upset that I didn't call her by her title. But some things you just do, you know what your title, you know what your anointing is, your title. I can title you as anything. But you know what the anointing that's on your life. So some things you do for the place of peace. Right, right. Because the Bible says to live peaceably with all men. So I, so, right. so that I don't put my husband in that compromiser position because he's going, he's going to, well, my wife, but, but if I see that coming, what right. I'll do, Dr. Robinson, I'll just say, babe, I'm going to sit out here. Right. I don't even put him in that position. I think maybe one time we were put in that position and he, you know, he's made reference to me being a minister too. And I voluntarily say it. I'll sit out here right. because the Bible says that the those that are weak, we got to become as weak. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. So for, for the sake of you, brother, that the, the quite understand the word of God and understand the calling that women can be called to minister the word to, I am going to humbly go on out. Cause I, I, I personally, I don't need all of that anyway. I don't need, I, I, I really don't. The anointing that's on your life, it's going to speak for you. You don't have to say a word. It that's will speak right. for itself. That's so right. I remember being in a situation one time where I was asked to be a guest speaker somewhere and the pastor didn't want me in the pulpit. I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By all means, sir, this is your house. Because see, we, we got to use wisdom. We can't go in wrecking people's house, talk about, right. I'm a preacher. And I'm, a, I'm a woman of God, just like you, a man of God. That's confusion. Right. That's and right. God is not the author of confusion. He's a God of peace. That's so right. I very humbly, like the Bible says, took the lower seat. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. The anointing of God stood up. That's right. And, That's right. and, and the how, anointing had is, I'm sorry, go ahead. How did the anointing stand up? Give us an example. How did it stand up? When I had to minister the word of God, mm-hmm. the anointing came through and the, the anointing wrecked the house. It wasn't okay. me. Okay. And that same person came down and said, God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Look at that. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you. So see, mm-hmm. see, you got to remember even the scripture talks about how uh, an unsafe husband can be sanctified through the behavior of a wife. That's As women, we got to get back to modest behavior. We Some women are just cocky and and I don't, I hate to say this, you know, you admitted I'm a controversial person. I don't blame some preachers I see. for not letting some women in their pulpit. I don't blame them because they get up and just run their mouth and say the wrong thing. And managed, uh, very managed, managed spirits aren't good in ministry. If you a woman in ministry, don't be managed. Be modest. What do you mean by managed? By man, by when I mean by managed, just dogmatic, talking to people in any kind of way. And you're in somebody's house, you're in somebody's pulpit, and you getting up trying to change their their the way that their house is ran. And and and, and I'm telling you, and the lo- no, you don't do that. That is I not see. how we should conduct ourselves. That's we should right. conduct ourselves from a place of wisdom. That's we right. should conduct ourselves from from a place of modesty. And when we right. do that. 
and then and we minister the anointing of god will stand up in us and it's the anointing sometimes totally changes your personality you, you can right. be a quiet person and then when the anointing kicks in you're like oh is that that same person but we don't go in people's right. house trying to just go in and change do what no when you come to my house I, when I came to your house, Dr. Robinson, you all have a beautiful home. You're very welcoming people, but Thank I shouldn't you. go all back in your bedroom if you didn't invite me there. That's not my place. I don't like going <laughs> to people's room anyway, well, except right. for my sisters. I like to go through their clothes drawers, but anyway, <laughs> but we should not, we, 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 we got to be, we, we have to use proper mannerism. Just like when I came into your natural home, if right. I come to your church home, I come subject to whatever your house is. That's and if your right. house says, as a woman, you don't want me in your pulpit. I'm fine with that. I'm going to sit right, right here and cross my legs and get my tea, and I'm just fine. And, right. and, and, if, if, and if you invite me to say something, I will. It's not going to change who I am. So right. that's what I say. Just don't let it change who you are. You know who you are. Mm -hmm. But when you go to somebody's house, you just submit to their order. That's right. That's right. That's excellent. Well, well said, well said, well said. And just to, just to clarify about that scripture, you know, that there are many objections, objections to the view of women mm -hmm. in, in pastoral ministry or women mm -hmm. in ministry. All right. So a common one is that Paul, when we talked about that scripture, Paul, he restricts yes. women from teaching because back then in that first century, women were typically un, uneducated. However, mm -hmm. in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verses two. 11 through 14, I want you mm -hmm. all to read this at your leisure, that nowhere does it mention an educational status. Now, if education was a qualification for ministry, then the majority of Jesus' disciples would not have been mm. qualified. And right. the second common objection is that Paul only restricted the women of Ephesians from teaching men in first timothy and ephesians was known as the temple of emeritus and women you know they were not supposed to be in authority at that time and well, so right gotten misconstrued they got misconstrued but timothy wasn't saying to the women as we said that they could not get up and teach and preach Absolutely. and be in leadership at that time right. now to expedite time this morning we're not going to go all into the text and try and explain that to you all in detail, but I do want you all to go ahead and read that out for yourself and get a good understanding. First Timothy mm -hmm. chapter number two, read the whole thing, read it out and, and see what the Lord is saying to you all. I thank you, Pastor Aline Dixon. Thank you so much this morning for your time and just for being so transparent with the audience this morning. I thank God that he has really spoke to me through what you share. Mm -hmm. I have been so blessed by listening and by speaking with you. You have really been able to shake some things up in me and some yes, things that I need to even take another look at. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you again for allowing the Lord to, to use you Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of God. You know, the text that talks to talk to us in Matthew 28 and 19, that tells us about the great commission that we mm -hmm. are to go into the world and make disciples, yeah. baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is what you're doing with so much passion and you're doing it in such a selfless way to the yes, degree man. that lives are changed and God's 
kingdom agenda is being fulfilled through your life and through your witness. I want you to know that God is so pleased with you and with your ministry, Pastor Aileen Dixon. Thank you for being a profound person. And thank you for being such a wonderful example mm. to us women of what it Praise means God. to be in ministry and how to balance Praise ministry God. and life, job, mm. your husband, your grandkids, mm. kids, you're, you're balancing all of that mm. out and you're doing it in such a way that it points, points right back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, ma'am. For that, we are so grateful. I, Dr. I, Robinson, may I say something before yes, we go? Yes. Let me say this very quickly. When when you clear that schedule, so to speak, yes. it opens up a place where God can now speak and say, okay, now that you finished doing all of that that you wanted to do and everybody else wants you to do, now let me show you what I want you to do. Amen. And when I tell you God is opening doors for me that I I, I hadn't even looked for. And every day I wake, walk around my house and I, I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just let me slow down to, to really, really see you. He, and so now I'm I'm ready. I'm well, he knows when we're ready. But what now when he calls me to go somewhere, see, I can get on the plane right now and come to Michigan if I needed to. Amen. Because I've moved all of my stuff out of the way. And I'm open to whatever God is saying. So that's what I'm saying. It's enough. If you're a woman in ministry, do what you got to do. Paul even said in, in Philippians 4, help those women that labor with me in the gospel. So you've been sanctioned by God. Don't Amen. worry. Don't worry about whether people think you're sanctioned or not. God Amen. called you to do what you're doing. But if but just remember, you got to take some time. Let first pour into God. Let God pour into you. Start your day with him. And then you take some uh, some self-reflecting time and to pour into yourself. Get your tea, honey. Get your tea. You might not have a cup like mine. And you stick that pinky out and you look <laughs> yourself in the that and you say, you a bad woman, girl. But this, this is not what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be doing. And you and God will help you to take it from there. Amen. Thank you, cousin. Amen. <laughs> Women in ministry, the balancing act has been our topic for this anointed and powerful discussion today once again you may listen to the lotus flower podcast on spotify reason fm amazon music podcast google podcast rss.com and wix.com thank you so much for joining us today cousin pastor Aline dixon Amen. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We would like for you all to know that we want you to be sure to listen in to this anointed podcast because there is a word just for you. Be sure as you listen to click like, share, and most importantly, subscribe. When you subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast, you will never miss an episode. It will be right there waiting for you in your inbox as soon as it's released. Have a blessed, sunshiny, prosperous, blooming day in the Lord. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.